Welcome back to another episode of Zevo Talks. My name is Michelle Coates and today I will be your host. We will look at self-care. Self-care can mean different things to different people, but in essence, we look at what helps an individual look after themselves, both physically and mentally. In recent years, self-care has become a bit of a buzzword. Today, we dive into how self-care affects an individual and how you can put your own well-being first. We are joined by Kira Connolly. Kira Connolly is an integrative counsellor and a well-being specialist here at Zebo Health, who specialises in self-care and work-life balance, self-awareness and esteem, self-worth, finding meaning and purpose, stress, anxiety and trauma, bullying and coming to terms with disability and long-term illness. Kira designs her therapeutic models and are grounded in a humanistic approach based on each model of the individual client's needs, as she believes there is no one-size-fits-all when it comes to therapy and self-care. Thank you very much for joining us today, Kira. Hello, it's lovely to be here. Um, I think we'll just start off and take a quick look at what is self-care? Like, what, how would you describe it? Um, I typically describe self-care as something you enjoy, something that adds value to your daily life. So it's an activity or a thing that brings you maybe a sense of calm or nourishment and maybe eases you know, feelings of like daily stress and anxiety, but by engaging in it long term and, you know, finding it, it finding its place in our routine, it's going to help us to bring a sense of calm to every day. It's going to help us to ease those feelings of stress, help with anxiety, depression, and also to develop self-awareness because we're going to get uh, more of a sense of, you know, who we are, what we like, what we don't like. So yeah, that's a, that's what self-care is. It's creating more time to do things that you enjoy. Very much different for everyone. Then. Yeah, very different for everyone. But and that kind of makes sense because, you know, we don't all like the same thing. So we're trying to look for something that's sparking a sense of joy or gives you that sense of well-being. Um, so it's completely individualistic. So what works for me might not work for you, but that doesn't really matter. There is no right or wrong when it comes to self-care. It's simply, you know, just looking at what gives you that sense of well-being and then finding a way to engage in that into your routine but making sure it's realistic that you're not asking yourself to you know to do 101 things in a day that when you are trying to engage in self-care that it actually fits into your routine yeah, I suppose a lot of you have found that the last few years self-care has become such a buzzword especially you often see it in Instagram the kind of I'm having a bubble bath tonight and a face mask like that's very much surface level but also like what that could be that could be self-care to one person and another person like sitting and soaking in a bath for now that could be their idea of hell <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> you know it's it's whatever it, it's whatever works for you but it's understanding that it's not just a face bath mask or a bubble bath on that random Sunday on you know <laughs> one day in the year it's something that we have to be doing every single day you know, think of everything we deal with on a daily basis, like the multitude of emotions we experience, all the tasks that we have to complete. When do we ever create time for rest or for even for fun? We forget about fun when we become adults. It's it's ridiculous. So, um, you know, if a bubble bath and a face mask is something that you get that sense of nourishment for from, like, fantastic keep doing that but you need to be doing more as well you need to do something small for yourself every single day yeah I was actually I was discussing this with a friend the other day and the way she kind of put it was the doing a face mask once a week would be the equivalent of having dominoes every day for dinner and then having a smoothie one morning for breakfast (laughs) (laughs) no no shade to dominoes though (laughs) but you know what I mean that kind of that you have to actually fuel your body in every way 
Yeah, exactly. So when you're engaging in self-care, like you want it to be a little bit of fun, but you also want to be making sure that you're targeting, you know, your physical wellness, your mental wellness, your environmental wellness, spiritual wellness, you know, there's, uh, it's it's more than just feeling good. Uh, there's, I think, seven dimensions to our overall wellness. So it's okay if one part is a priority at, you know, at one time, but it's making sure we don't neglect any of the other seven. That's what's really important. That kind of brings us on nicely to what does self-care look like? So like there's, you know, there's there's certain things that all, all make us feel good. And I suppose we can probably pick out some common versions of self-care. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. But when we're looking at self-care, what it is, it's engaging in mindfulness. And what I mean by that, it's like being present in the moment and being able to show yourself self-compassion. So recognizing when you need a break, recognizing when you need to slow down. And these are really important, that self-compassion and mindfulness piece, because they're basically mediators between well-being and self-care and vice versa. So what I mean by that is, is that research has shown that when we engage in self-care, we become more mindful. We become kind of kinder to ourselves. We become uh, more self-aware of what we like, get to know ourselves a little bit better. And it's almost like an automatic consequence from engaging and self-care so um, if we are becoming more mindful and we're more aware of what we like then it makes self-care easier so do you see how it's like a cycle they all complement each other so that's essentially what self-care looks like but I suppose as well on your point that it doesn't it, it's not the same for everyone I love telling this story when uh, it comes to self-care and it always gives me a bit of a giggle so I love Grey's Anatomy I don't know do you watch Grey's Anatomy I don't. I, I wanted to do it during lockdown, but I saw how many seasons and I was scared. <laughs> oh, no, I actually started watching it during my master's and uh, it was absolutely fantastic. It was, uh, it gave me something to look forward to every single evening. could definitely get onto it. But um, <laughs> me and my sister, we we both are fanatics when it comes to Grey's Anatomy. So I'll be watching an episode and I'll be literally on the edge of my seat. And I'm going through all the motions with the character. You know, if something bad happens to them, it's as if it's happening to me. So the show just grabs me emotionally. Like, it'll make me laugh, cry. I'll walk away from an episode feeling so angry and stressed. And other times, it just brings such a sense of joy and well-being. I always describe it as being like an emotional roller coaster. But then when my with my sister, she watches it before bed. As in, it puts her to sleep. She finds it. She describes it as, oh, it's so relaxing. And I'm going, oh, my God, <laughs> I would not call Grey's Anatomy relaxing at all. So for me, I watch Grey's Anatomy as, um, you know, something to, to kind of look forward to. I like that it evokes so many emotions in me. But it's not a good show if I'm already feeling stressed or maybe a lot's happened in my day. It doesn't help me to unwind. So um, I might choose like who wants to be a millionaire or like keeping up with the Kardashians if I want something to kind of calm me down or to like relax, you know, to offer me that bit of disconnection from my day. But for my sister, she uses it in a completely different way. So we both love the same TV show, but yet we watch it from two completely different angles. So it's really important that we're mindful of, you know, how... We're, not, we're aware of what we're doing and the impact that that thing is having on us you know who we're spending time with what impact are they having on us you know are they relaxing us are they soothing us or are they stressing us out this information is so important when it comes to self-care because that's how we know uh you know what's the right activity or thing to treat that emotion that we're trying to ease and that's the thing about self-care it's almost stopping and thinking to yourself or asking yourself 
what do I want? What do I need? So if, if you're maybe studying, uh, the last thing you're going to want to do is come home and watch a documentary because your brain's already so full, filled with information. So you're going to want to watch something like a reality TV show, something that, you know, that's out of touch with reality that you can kind of watch, but you don't have to, you don't be studying it to know what's happening. Um, so it's, it's important to kind of recognize, you know, what I always imagined that um, if I had a bag, right, and I carried around me every single day, for every emotion I felt, I wrote, wrote it down, I put it in to a piece of paper. So when it comes to that day, that time in my routine, when I'm going to engage in self-care, almost imagine tipping the bag out and picking up those pieces of paper and counting, okay, how many times does stress come up? How many times does ha did happy come up? How many times did tired come up? And if I seen that stress came up a lot, then I'd be like, okay, that's what I'm going to do today. I'm going to do something that relaxes me. If it's something that maybe I'm feeling tired, I might go, okay, what kind of tiredness is it? Will a walk uh, give me that boost of energy or do I need to sit down and like Netflix and chill? Do I actually need to kind of rest? Do I need a nap? It's a great way to just assess kind of, okay, what am I going to watch? Uh, you know, what activity am I going to do when it comes to, you know, self-care today? But for, yeah, really good. Cause like sometimes we, we kind of go onto autopilot, whereas actually listening yeah. to your body and like understanding what the need there actually is, as opposed to just mm -hmm. like, when I feel this, I go and I do this, but like going to that level deeper and understanding why and how we can actually, like every time you're tired, having a nap isn't going to help. Sometimes you mm -hmm. do, you might be tired because you haven't actually done enough and a walk or a workout will help you out yeah exactly and that's exactly it and you know it's I always find found this to be reassurance I remember my German teacher actually said this to me and I don't think the way that I took it probably wasn't the way that she meant it but uh, she said to me one day she was like you're the expert in yourself if you don't know how am I supposed to know and I took that in a way of self-care because I was like she's right you know it gave me a boost that you know I know what I want I know what I need I just need to slow down and actually listen to myself Ashley just to slow down uh, but uh, it's something that that's always stuck with me and hopefully that can help someone else too that's when you think about um hate to go on but um lockdown that's probably yeah. why it, for a lot of us it was so good it kind of gave us the moment to stop and I think a lot of people that if you look three years ago they would have never actually took the time they were just constantly on go 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 and mm -hmm. That's yeah. what a lot of people, they went on holidays or they took the break and that's when they were, all of a sudden got sick, that sort of thing. Whereas now we kind of, we understand ourselves a bit better and even people like that are as social as an ex-person and they love going out and that sort of thing, they know like what I need that day, a week or I love, also love like sitting down by myself reading a book or, mm. you know, an afternoon meal prepping for the week in the kitchen with a podcast going, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think as well, it's it's just, you know, going back to that point we made earlier is that, you know, what's right for you uh, doesn't it, it that's perfect. You know, if we're doing two different things doesn't mean that either uh, either either of us are wrong or right. Uh, it's just listening to yourself and asking yourself, you know, what do I want to do right now? You said to me beforehand was basically what self-care can entail and the different <laughs> areas it, we should be kind of aiming to hit. They were physical, mental, emotional, spiritual and social. Yeah, exactly. So self-care is anything that provides us with that, like, you know, sense of joy or nourishment. So like 
like you're saying there, uh, physical self-care. Like that would be like exercise, movement. Like ideally we want to be getting like 30 minutes a day, most days a week. I'm not saying you have to go out seven days a week. Think for everything we're, we're holding on to. Sometimes <laughs> it's not realistic to ask ourselves to do 30 minutes or an hour every single day. So that goes back again to that point I made earlier is that when we are creating, you know, that self-care routine it has to be realistic. You know, it's not our self-care isn't supposed to cause us anxiety or stress. It's supposed to be fun. But, um, but yeah, exercising, even as little as 15 minutes of exercise a day can have a really significant impact on your mood in a positive way. Um, if you're thinking about mental self-care, um, the best way I describe this is like counseling. So either, either it could be attending professional counseling or even working on kind of that inner, deeper psychology work with yourself. So trying to become more self-aware. I remember the more aware you are of yourself, the more ideas you have of what you like, what you don't like, your strengths, your weaknesses. You know, it just gives you a better sense of direction of where you want to go. And this is going to be so important when it comes to self-care because you're going to be picking activities that you actually really enjoy doing and that are going to be uh, beneficial to you. If you're thinking about emotional or like spiritual self-care, I kind of put these under the, the same umbrella. But you can also separate them if you want, but it's engaging again in something that gives you that sense of meaning or nourishment, something that gives you that outlet for yourself. And then with social self-care, it's um, engaging activities that nourish your relationships in your life. Self-care, even it's, you know, it's self-care kind of um, with that word self, you know, it's you, it's singular. You can absolutely get other people involved in your, your self-care routine. So like catching up with your friend or maybe it's like having a FaceTime with someone or if you're going on a mindful walk, you know, tagging, asking someone else to come join you, that still counts as self-care. Self-care doesn't have to be done alone. Um, so yeah, it's anything that anything that makes you feel good. I saw this thing um, recently, I think it was, it was Instagram or TikTok. It was nothing too highbrow, but it was basically um, about the social and it was kind of the social battery about how everyone has a different level. Obviously, everyone's different on the kind of introvert, extrovert and how much yeah. they actually enjoy being social. And it was kind of understanding your own level. So what you want to, you might enjoy one night out a week and that does you. Or one, you know, meeting up with a friend or a coffee or whatever kind of your social aspect looks like to you whereas your friend your partner might be the sort of person that wants out wants the three nights out a week or the four nights out a week and it's kind of finding the balance that you're both you know you kind of you're still able to maintain your own social um your own social activity and relationships mm. without kind of draining other people and it was just yeah. kind of an interesting point because I think it's yeah. something that we've kind of all become a bit more self-aware as so we're self-aware of as time's gone on and as kind of life has changed over the last few years and that sort of thing about what actually some of the coffees and the drinks we used to meet and for, for like were they kind of on autopilot or were they actually were we getting the maximum enjoyment out of them mm-hmm. yeah exactly yeah absolutely and I suppose you know it's it's like what you're saying you know the amount of time you're gonna if you think of, I suppose, when it comes to those seven dimensions of wellness we were talking about earlier, um, imagine them almost like as bars and you're trying to fill them up. But like the threshold for full is going to be different for everyone. So that's going to be really important as well. So like even if I was to give an example, like 
I'm a counselor. So I talk with people all of the time. So I get a huge sense of kind of like, you know, social wellness from my job. I get to interact with so many different people that, um, you know, for me, sometimes uh, I feel like, you know, having a coffee with a friend is so uh, beneficial for me. But other times I can find it to be quite draining and I can be like, you know, I have I could walk away from an, uh, an like a, a spending an hour with a friend and have I have no recollection of what we <laughs> spoke about, <laughs> what happened there. So at that time, that you know would be a kind of like a sign to me, maybe that I you know that I'm tired, that I need some some alone time. So I'll gear my self care you know around around that piece. But again, you know, when it comes to if you're maybe coming home from work and you're like, oh. I don't really know what I want to do today. And you're going through all the different activities of, you know, your typical like self-care. And um, maybe one of them is, um, okay, not, I could go and meet my friend for a cup of coffee. But you're having that feeling where you are tired or you're kind of thinking, oh, well, it usually works for me. But today I don't really feel like I have the energy for it. Then it's totally okay to go with something else. Different forms of self-care are going to be needed for different emotions and moods and all the rest of it. So yeah, that's a, that's, that's a really good point that you made there, actually. How your actual, your day instruction as well will have a huge effect on um, how you actually then in the evening or at the weekend you want to then spend your own time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, it's, it's again, all, all about kind of just reflecting back and asking yourself, what do I need right now? What what do I want? And it's listening to yourself, you know, not making yourself do things that you don't want to do and uh, trusting your your instincts, your gut as well. Um, but um, but yeah, like there's um there's loads, there's loads of different, you know, kinds of self-care out there. And you know, I just to pick back up on that point that I was saying about the you know, different forms of different kinds of self-care will be used for um you know different moods and emotions and and all the rest of it but some kind of common um activities maybe that you know if someone's thinking or listening now going off you know this sounds great I want to have a self-care plan and they're not really sure where they can start um some of the kind of the activities that I always recommend to uh the people that I meet is like journaling so journaling is a great activity where it's it's like diary you know you were small and maybe you kept you kept a diary it's essentially like that so it can be so therapeutic because you're writing down your thoughts and your feelings so you're allowing that outlet for yourself so it's going to reduce stress it's going to clarify your thinking because it's all it's amazing you know when we have a thought just as quick as it comes comes to us it leaves again so when we write it down, we can actually kind of look at thoughts and go, oh, this is this is the way that I was thinking. This is the way I was feeling. You know, you, it can it's almost then like a maths equation. You can actually like when you're re- going, trying to like reframe some of maybe the unhelpful thoughts or feelings that you're having. Uh, it's almost like trying to like streamline it down. Um, so you get to know yourself a lot better, you know, how you're thinking and what you're feeling. And it can really help you to understand, you know, what's going on. Um, it can give you a better understanding, you know, what things make you feel closer to yourself, what, make, what things make you feel kind of further from yourself. Self-awareness is a core component of optimizing health and well-being. Gaining clarity around personal needs, preferences and boundaries helps to manage daily stressors and life demands. Whether financial, relational, work-based or environmental, it is vital to recognise how common stressors can impact our physical and mental health if left unchecked. Oftentimes, self-care can gravitate into becoming another to-do list. 
leaving people burdened by a sense of needing to do specific things in order to be healthy. By gaining an understanding of the benefits of a self-care routine, you will see positive steps in all areas of your life. Zevo Health has a number of self-care trainings that will assist your organization maximize well-being. Contact us today to start your workplace well-being journey www.zevohealth.com Self-awareness is a core component of optimizing health and well-being. Gaining clarity around personal needs, preferences and boundaries helps to manage daily stressors and life demands. Whether financial, relational, work-based or environmental, it is vital to recognize how common stressors can impact our physical and mental health if left unchecked. Oftentimes, self-care can gravitate into becoming another to-do list leaving people burdened by a sense of needing to do specific things in order to be healthy. By gaining an understanding of the benefits of a self-care routine, you will see positive steps in all areas of your life. Zevo Health has a number of self-care trainings that will assist your organization maximize well-being. Contact us today to start your workplace well-being journey. www.zevohealth.com when you find that you know you can make that conscious decision to go okay this makes me feel good I'm going to do more of this I, this doesn't make me feel good so I'm going to do less of this but we were talking about you know like raising at me and tv and all the rest of it that is a form of self-care but also gaming is a form of self-care and I'm such an advocate for gaming because people <laughs> again people always uh, kind of like roll their eyes or they'd be like oh well, what did you do this evening ago I was playing xbox and you'll see them drop their head yeah. down to be like oh <laughs> and I'm like no that's fantastic you know games stimulates your mind and it's a form of ex- escapism and it's found to be so effective when it comes to uh, dealing with like physical and psychological stress pain and trauma so you know when you're playing games you know like even let's say like um like for me now I'm not a huge gamer but I love like the funny ones I say like Mario Kart and uh I'll be trying to keep complete a level I don't know did you ever do like the star road race um oh my god (laughs) Michelle it's the most stressful thing ever but it taught me such an important message or a lesson you know not to give up and to keep going. So gaming helps you to build emotional resilience to failure. Uh, it gives you a sense of accomplishment when you finally get across that checker line. <laughs> um, but also, you know, it's a it's a huge source now, like online gaming for social interaction. So even you were mentioned there about introverts and extroverts, and you know, some people don't want to go and have face-to-face interactions, that gaming is a great way to kind of still get that social wellness, but without having that kind of face-to-face interaction if you're not ready for that yet especially with covid you know we've been living geez, since it's been two years march 2020 i think covid landed on our <laughs> on our doorstep so you know um you know we're slowly getting back to you know what normal was but i think we have a, a new sense of normal now but you know it takes time for us to be comfortable so it can be a great way to kind of get that social wellness um in there um, but going back again, just to the effectiveness of gaming as well, it's been like researchers showing it to be so effective for like treating like ADHD, anxiety, depression or PTSD. So if gaming is a form of self-care, you be proud of it. <laughs> Own it, you know. 
but uh, then kind of you know the more common ones like a mindful walk and exercise we've already spoken about that so why that's so good is that it helps to boost your mood and your energy by increasing like blood flow and circulation to the mind and body so it's going to be increasing that blood flow releasing endorphins and this helps to reduce the stress okay so what we're kind of we're kind of hitting two birds at one stone here we're, we're hitting the mental wellness and the physical wellness so mindful walks I'm such an advocate for them they're fantastic as well and also kind of as well when we're when we're you know engaged in exercise you know we're looking after ourselves we feel good about ourselves we're proud of that so it's found to help with like body image uh, it helps us to have better sleep hygiene as well because we're using up that maybe that leftover energy throughout the day and again it's also a source of, source of social interaction because we can ask other people to to join us but then again you know cooking and cleaning you know we're bringing attention and setting the intention of kind of you know doing something for ourselves we're nourishing the mind and the body we're creating a home for ourselves so we're, we're engaging in different activities that spark joy positive thinking or even remind us of those heartwarming memories this is a great place to start you know for um for self-care but I suppose uh, I'm going to put you on the spot here now. What what gives you that sense of nourishment? What do you do typically for self-care? Um, so I'd say my idea of self-care has changed very much over the last mm. couple of years. Yeah. Um, three years ago, it would have been definitely would have been socialising, just different people like friends, family, yeah. that sort of thing. Um, whereas now... I don't give me that still love I just would definitely be a social person like that would be a huge part of my personality but like it was funny you said about like the gaming during um lockdown I got so into um GTA Grand Theft Auto oh, yeah. on the Xbox so this is going to sound really weird even as a child I was never into that sort of thing and I used to sit there playing GTA and listening to Michelle Obama's book <laughs> yeah. what was, a combination I know she was there talking about different things like really important things I'm like take that yeah. <laughs> um I don't play it as much actually now funny and but like that was something that I definitely uh, relied on I would be big into journaling and that sort of thing so I'd have a journal and I'd write it in every morning and night that kind of be how I'd start and finish my day so I would do a meditation um, yeah five ten minutes and it don't like obviously five ten minutes and the relevance to your day it's quite short mm-hmm. but it has a huge impact then I suppose also I have a small dog so walking would be huge I'd yeah. walk every day because he doesn't not let me walk and um, yeah. so there'd probably be probably about an hour walk a day and that'd be sometimes with friends sometimes with a podcast sometimes with music sometimes with nothing and um, yeah. for some people if you have a dog I sometimes like to do because my dog's a bit older it's nearly 11 so it's not as long walks but we'll do like I'll do like a fun walk and it'll just be me and him and we'll go over to the park and he'll be off the lean and we'll kind of chase each other back and forward oh, and that lovely. sort of thing and it kind of brings a bit of like because sometimes like I'm sick of the boring walk he's sick of the boring walk you know that sort of kind of make take something that could be a bit dull and make mm. it a bit more fun yeah and um, that's one thing I really love doing and I think also it's a lovely little kind of time for you and your dog obviously this is completely for dog people um but it just kind of brings that bit of fun back into it something like very normal um and then I suppose as well I would I do love um I love I know it's gonna sound really sad but I love like cooking and cleaning because I think you get a good satisfaction out of it yeah yeah a sense of <laughs> achievement isn't it remember self-care is something that sparks joy it's something that nourishes us it's bringing balance between you know our work and play 
no you know we want to be doing this every single day you know practicing it we want to be developing you know our self-awareness our resilience you know bringing spending more time doing things we enjoy but we want to be very very careful of the activities that seem like self-care but they're actually a distraction so a distraction is a method of avoiding a difficult emotions which actually hurts us uh you know more in the long run so for example okay if you had um something that was causing you stress um i always go back when i think stress i always go back to like education all of my examples <laughs> always come from education but say if you have um like a, an assignment and you put on the long finger now you had two weeks to do it and now it's going to be due in a day or two um and you're, you you notice that you're feeling stressed so you go oh I'm dealing with stress Kira told me when I notice I'm dealing with stress to do self-care I'm gonna go on a really really long walk because I'm really really stressed so you go on this lovely walk and you, you feel great because it's self-care but actually are you just going on that really really long walk so you don't have to do that assignment so then when you come back it's not that nourishing feeling that you have after it it's probably guilt it's probably even more stress now so it's very very important that when we when we're engaged in self-care that we're actually doing it to nourish ourselves to heal to soothe ourselves not to cause us more stress so it's really important we think about self-care um but even to go about some other misconceptions you know while we're on this topic of self-care it's reminding yourself that we all deserve it you know every single day even if you are again in education you have so many assignments so many deadlines you're in work it's coming to the end of the quarter you have so much stuff to do Taking self-care and time out for yourself isn't selfish. It's vital. It's needed. And it's not a sign of weakness either. You know, to be human is to be emotional. And I love that phrase because it's just so sim simplistic and, you know, it's just a no-nonsense statement. It is what it is. And it's very, very important that we engage in self-care for ourselves and realize that, you know, we're not robots. We all have our limitations. And if we don't mind ourselves, we're going to be sick, you know, be it physical sickness or mental sickness or worst case scenario, it's going to be both. We're going to be experiencing, you know, some trauma or some burnout. So we need to be engaged in self-care so we have um, a healthy, balanced, you know, lifestyle and diet this is going to help us with our energy levels and mood regulation as well and uh, we want to be creating time to you know engage in exercise we're increasing that kind of blood flow this is going to help us you know with their thinking their learning our memories so it's going to be so helpful for us who are you know trying to kind of develop ourselves professionally or academically um self-care is going to help us to kind of safeguard our sleep routine sleep is so so important you know if we want to be focused and we want to learn then we need to be looking at sleep as well but again for like our mood regulation sleep is so so important but yeah taking breaks for ourselves is going to help us to deal with tiredness it's going to reduce that fatigue that we feel at the end of every day it's going to increase our motivation to do more things when we come home from work and it's also going to help us with learning new things and remembering things as well so it's very very important that we are finding that space for ourselves to engage in self-care one thing I was kind of looking to move on to then would be kind of barriers to self-care. One oh, thing, yeah. particularly in Ireland, would be gender and self-care. Women yeah. are, uh, women in general um, would kind of be a lot stronger at looking after their physical health, their mental health, and kind of just being able to take those breaks. Whereas a lot of the time, men in every walk of life are less likely to accept help and admit when they kind of need that moment. Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely yeah so I suppose first and foremost self-care is not just for women it's for everyone at any age regardless of 
gender, ethnicity, occupation, location, we all need to look after ourselves. Um, but you're right, uh, men are significantly less likely to report mental health illness. Um, there was a study done recently that showed, um, I think it was by Healthline, that 65% of men said that they avoid going to the doctor uh, in, unless there's unless it's kind of like they, they have... Um, I fear that something uh, is, is, is very, very wrong. But the thing is then is that, you know, we need to be looking after ourselves before and not leaving it to the very, very last moment. And even when they do come forward and ask for help, 20% of them weren't honest or and 37% still withheld inf information. So, you know, by, by encouraging men and the men in our lives to engage in self-care and to also like have that time of fun for themselves, it's really, really important because it's going to help them to know, you know, what's their level of normal, normal, what's that baseline indicator for them. So they can notice when things are deviating from that. And we're also, you know, to open up this conversation and include everyone in it. And then hopefully, you know, we're, we're, we're encouraging and, and referring the men in our life to engage in self-care. And reminding us, reminding everyone, you know, it's just something, something that we have to do. And we're seeing a lot more trainings in women's health and, men, and men's health coming um, at, the, at the moment. But it's, it's um, hopefully, you know, like these trainings are going to help us to overcome some of those barriers. But another huge barrier to self-care is time. Oh, my God. You know, when you're working a nine to five and if you have a family and if you, you know, if you have another family to look over, like maybe your, your parents or an in-law's parents or anything like that, you know, there's very little time for ourselves. So it's really, really important that when we are trying to engage in self-care, that we are actually finding a time. You know like how you cook dinner? You have a, a space in your day you going, OK, I'm going to cook dinner between this time uh, today. It's the exact same for say self-care. So, you know, um, self-care is going to change depending on, you know, what's going around uh, around you at the, at the moment, depending on how much time you have. You'll have, some days you'll have an hour to dedicate to self-care, but sometimes you might only have 15 minutes. And it's important to allow for that change and that flexibility. Um, but again, it's just focusing on what you can do to create your experience and your environment in the time that you have, but every single day, just checking in with yourself. You know, it's not always gonna be perfect. Um, and when you are working full time, or if you have loads of responsibilities, or you're just, you just find yourself, you know, that you're busy, you just want to kind of write down and think about, you know, what are your goals? What do you want to do to achieve? Make sure that self-care is, you know, uh, uh, is contributing to your social wellness. Make sure you're still having time for rest and downtime. You know, we want to be looking after your physical wellness as well, such as sleep, diet and exercise. And please attend and prioritize health appointments. And when you're sick, take those days off. You need to allow your body to rest. We have this kind of burnout culture, or burnout mentality, mentality when we when we tell ourselves, you know, just keep going, just keep going, you'll be fine, uh, truck on. <laughs> that's that's the <laughs> phrase I hear all the time. It's very, very important that, you know, we, we do allow ourselves to just slow down, take that break. We leave the should and the should nots behind, like, oh, I should go for a walk today. Go for a walk if you want to go, go for a walk. The only people who tell you you should or shouldn't do something were our parents, were our teachers, <laughs> and we hated it when they told us what to do. So don't be telling yourself what to do. Speak to yourself in a way that's respectful and it's compassionate and it's recognizing what you want to do. But I suppose, you know, when it comes to self-care, it's looking at your situation realistically and, you know, trying not to stay in the past, try and break down um, some of the stigma around self-care, encourage those people in your life to look after themselves. And the thing is, well, if we're seen to be looked after, after ourselves and um, 
showing other people that we're a priority people kind of follow it's like that domino effect so um practice what you preach as well believe you deserve it focus on the present situation what do you need what do you want and remember that you know uh it's not always going to suit everyone when if you say do you know what no i'm not going to do this today because you know i'm dealing with a lot of stress um maybe you're going to limit or avoid contact with certain people you're trying to create a distance from something it might not suit everyone else that's not a sign for you to to not do it okay self-care is about you so you need to you know assess what do you have in your arsenal today what can you deal with what can you not what brings you closer to yourself or brings you further to yourself be that cheerleader it's almost like being a guard for yourself you get to decide what's allowed in and you and you decide what stays out you know the what the systems that we engage in are going to impact how we think how we feel and how we behave and the way that we speak to ourselves is going to impact those three things as well so we want to be very very critical and mindful of what we're allowing in is it serving us a purpose is it being kind is it being considerate because if it's not it needs to go yeah kind of what you said as well on the would you talk to a friend like that i've actually tried to kind of i think i've started to um notice it a bit more as well the kind of um don't talk to you even like when you're talking to yourself like you're in there for a life so be make it a nice place to be kind of thing like speak to yourself nicely give yourself positive things when you i don't know we've all done it i'm sure every woman as well has done you try on something you don't like oh my god i'm so this i'm so that you know that sort of just be be nice to yourself you wouldn't say to a friend don't say to yourself exactly yeah exactly and that's the brilliant thing about self-care and why i'm such an advocate for it is because you know by creating this time and space again remember we were talking about how kind of it almost happens automatically that when we engage in self-care that we become more mindful of what we're saying to each other because it helps us to be in the present moment and we become more compassionate so that's why it's so important we engage in self-care every single day and then if you notice there's more in your plate that you're stressed or overwhelmed you're anxious or you know that you know like you were saying there like an issue with regards to body image comes up that we engage in it that little bit more you know part of self-care is recognizing when we need help or when we need support or when we or when we need a break so if your load is too heavy ask for help or ask for support or if you notice that you know you're not being kind to yourself it's creating that time and space for you to reframe that and go hold on a second uh that's not nice and reframing that for yourself so it's all about being proactive instead of reactive when it comes to self-care being aware of you know who you're spending your time with, where you're spending your time, uh, what you're saying to yourself, and then trying to, you know, be proactive in a way of becoming more kinder and more helpful towards yourself. So you can build that resilience, you can manage those emotions, create a safe space for you to be in. And then you have that sense of balance between, you know, like work, life, socializing and all the rest of it. Um, So you know, it's, it's, it's just very, very important that we're taking, you know, we, we are practically taking care of ourselves. I always say, like, imagine if your neighbor was sick and you would all constantly be checking in on them three or four times a day, making sure they're all right. Oh, do you have a doctor's appointment? Or do you have dinner? Maybe if you went to the shop, you pick them up a nice little chocolate bar because you know it's their favorite. I want you to do that for yourself. Treat yourself as you would your next door neighbor or if you were minding someone else. That's the level of kindness we want to be, to be showing ourselves. I think one thing a lot of people um, kind of would fall back on would be kind of self-harming strategies, particularly um, breathing. We actually did a, um, a kind of workshop last week in work. Um, so within Ziva, we did its um, basics of breath work mm. and it was really, really good. Um, I was having a bit of a week. And <laughs> we did it last, last Wednesday 
And for the rest of the day, I could actually just feel my whole self. And it was only, I think it was a 45 minute workshop, but it really kind of showed it kind of was the change in points in my week. Mm-hmm. And it, like, yeah. it wasn't something that took, it wasn't a, you know, a full day. It wasn't a weekend yoga course or anything like that. It can be the really the small things that make such a big difference. Oh, absolutely. And I suppose what a valuable lesson for you that you now know that breathing techniques is something that works for you. Some people really love mindful stretching. I personally love when you combine the two of them. So when you're breathing in and you're matching your breath to, to your stretching, uh, you know, and addressing areas where like attention tends to accumulate. Um, when it comes to, you know, the self-calming uh, techniques is that, you know, when it comes to self-care, if you're in work and you notice you're dealing with stress, like you, it's sometimes it, it's not realistic for you to be like, okay, well, I'm going for a coffee or I'm going to meet my friend, you know? So we need to have these, like these, these, a catalog of these kind of strategies that help us to kind of relax in the moment that bring us back to that present moment. So breathing techniques are great because they ground us in it. They calm the breath because when we're stressed, we kind of stop breathing or stop breathing fully. For me, I clench my jaw. Oh my God, that's how I know I'm really stressed Stressed because I will finish a task and maybe close my laptop after work and I'll be like, oh my God, my face hurts. <laughs> so it's looking at, for me, you know, it's being mindful that when I notice I'm maybe working under pressure, it's stopping and taking those few moments, you know, every like 10, 15 minutes, just re-regulating my breathing, stretching out my jaw, um, you know, stretching out the neck and the shoulders, using those strategies, you know, in the moment. But then I suppose then with self-care, you know, we can also integrate other things as well for when we do have the 15, 20 minutes to, to go into. So um, I think we have a bit of, uh, we, we have a few recommendations here for people, uh, which, is, which is great because we picked a few topics, but yet we didn't tell each other, you know, which ones we were picking and we might find that they're actually quite different so possibly yeah <laughs> yeah so the very first one uh was podcasts so I love podcasts okay when I want like a little like a lift or a laugh and I often listen to the two Johnnies I'm sure you've heard of them um but I also love listening to music because sometimes you know podcasts there's so much information I'm just like okay no I don't you know I don't have the capacity to listen after a really busy day so I love sticking on like music that I already know and having a good sing song it's great fun and such a release when you're stressed yeah I am I love music when I'm like hotter and about doing stuff I think if um then like if I'm out for a walk sort of thing I do enjoy a podcast and I kind of have two avenues I'd go down with podcasts so I'd have like the kind of if I need a laugh um the, one of my the podcasts I always laugh my therapist goes to me you know the podcast with Joanne McNally yes. and then if I'm think if I kind of fancy getting something a bit more out of it I love podcast Dyer the CEO and I also love um it's a new one I'm not sure if you well it's probably a year or so and um, the moments that made me with Roxy Nafusi she also oh, has no. a book that I'm reading at the moment the seven steps to manifest in your best life she's all kind of that sort of angle yeah. she has people on and so she's very good um I definitely add that to my list so when we were kind of we both kind of looked at would be kind of apps and yes. apps to help but obviously as you said as well they can be as much as they can be a good one, they can be almost too much of a distraction. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yes, yeah. so you've got to make sure that you have those kind of like digital boundaries for yourself. So for me, like I love, I love TikTok and Instagram. I love them. And I do use them as a form of self-care because um, I always get such a great giggle from them. Some of the videos and I've been on the apps long enough now that like, you know, I, I only follow things, you know, that give me that sense of wellness or that I'm interested in so I kind of help the algorithm to you know show me things that I that I enjoy but I have to make sure I'm mindful of how I'm using love and it's gonna seem random it will be the Fitbit app I love like 
I love monitoring. I'm just gonna sound it's sad. I love seeing how much sleep I had. I love like you know you get the email on a Tuesday for weekly report. Love that. There's a TikTok and Instagram as well. I think that's where you need to kind of be able to take a bit of responsibility over yourself. Mm-hmm. And if there's someone that you see every day and they wind you up or you just don't agree with what they're saying, unfollow. Like it's as simple yeah. as that. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of putting yourself in the kind of driver's seat to that extent. Yeah, and that's it. And that's a very, very important uh, thing that you mentioned there is that we're in the driver's seat, not social media. So there was another thing that you uh, you mentioned about books. Now, I have to admit, reading and writing reminds me a lot of, about work <laughs> and studying. So I'm definitely more of a listener, which kind of then makes sense, you know, the job that I'm in as well. But um, so when it comes to, you know, if I want to, you know, listen to something educational I always go back to the podcast that's my that that's what I prefer I love I love TED talks um and it's just a fun way for me to learn something new because sometimes my eyes are just so tired <laughs> I love your phases but I'll be a decent enough reader but one mm-hmm. thing I do love is an audiobook yes and I use them as well yeah. yeah some of the books as I said the seven steps to manifestation with uh, Roxy Nafuzi that's really really good I'm only about halfway through so I won't give any kind of much info there but one I actually read at the beginning of the year was How to Break Up With Your Phone uh, by Catherine Price and that was brilliant really good and it was so eye-opening it was only when I was doing it I was like oh my god you are obsessed um so then the last thing uh was websites so when it comes to websites I wanted to recommend just mental health Ireland. it is a great website that has so informative and educational and there's so many signposts and stuff there. it's a great place to start if you just want to know a little bit more about general well-being um, I suppose that kind of brings us to the end of today so Kira, thank you very much for coming on and chatting I really you. enjoyed it oh thanks so much for having me Diving into what self-care is can be fundamental to maximising your well-being. I really enjoyed today's conversation and having a look at how we can all practice our own self-care. Thank you again to Kara and thank you to you, the listener. We look forward to welcoming you back to another episode of Zeno Talks.